Hey guys, so I wanted to do this video uh, and just to kind of speak to some of you in a little bit more of a, a personal way. Um, I think right now it's kind of an interesting season going on for many of you, many of you who um, are being impacted by the, the coronavirus and being secluded in your homes and, and not, you know, uh, right now I'm mostly thinking of you guys who are members of the WMSCOG. I think many of you are leaving uh, more and more reports I'm getting because in the season you're kind of getting away. You're not having to be at the church as, as much as you were in, in normal times. And so it seems like maybe some of you are, are having a little bit more time to think for yourselves and to not be um, imposed upon by the leadership in your, uh, in your churches. And so, um, yeah, I think many of you are leaving and we're, we're hearing about that. And I know that that's for, for those of you who are leaving, who are right now, maybe you're, you've already left, maybe you're doubting, maybe you're in the middle of just considering, am I going to keep going to this church, you know, when things go back to normal, am I going to give myself to this thing wholeheartedly again? Um, and you're in a place of confusion. Uh, I, I really want to speak to you guys right now and just encourage you. And um, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine how hard that would be to leave this group after having spent so much of your time, so much of your life, even finances, uh, giving it to this group. And, and just the, the confusion of, of thinking so confidently that you have the truth, that you know God, that, that, that this group is teaching the truth, that Ong Song Hong is Christ, that Zonggil Jaw or Zonggil Jaw is truly Mother God. And then to find out, maybe you're watching some of our videos, or maybe you've just been researching on your own, or maybe you're just seeing the issues personally, that you're just personally seeing the issues in the church as you're examining the way people act, and you're coming to realize, man, this group isn't true. It's not true. This is not this is not God. This, the way these people act, the, the things that they teach, and the, the, the fruit of this group, I think, is one of the biggest things. And, and maybe you're just coming to see that this group is not of God. This group is not true. Um, and, and you're having doubts and confusion. Again, I'm speaking to you guys right now. And I'm just saying, one, like I, I can't imagine how hard that would be. I can't imagine how difficult that is for you right now, how confusing and, and stressful and um, just perplexing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I wanted to read out of Psalm 34. I just, I have a couple things to, to say. I hope you will listen to some of the things I want to say. I know I can't, I can't fully understand what you're going through right now. I can't fully understand how difficult this is, but I know that God can. And I know that even hearing that right now might be difficult for some of you to hear. For me to be telling you, God understands, God knows, I would assume that many of you are leaving this group right now and you're just, you kind of just want to be done with God. You kind of just want to throw in the towel and say, I, I tried. I was convinced that this was the truth. I gave everything to it. And now I'm finding out it's not even true. Uh, like how, how, how can you go on believing in God or trying to follow God after that experience? I'm, I think that's probably what's is going through a lot of your minds, just that confusion and that turmoil uh, and that discouragement and, and, um, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine how hard that is, but I, I truly believe and know that God fully understands that. He gets it. Um, if you think about in Hebrews where it talks about Jesus, he became a man. That's one of the most significant things about Jesus becoming a man, because in Hebrews it talks about how uh, because he became human, 
He can sympathize with our weaknesses because he was tempted and struggled in all the same ways that we do as human beings. So God himself became a human being and struggled in the same ways he we do. What's so comforting uh, about that truth to me and should be for you is that God knows. He knows. He understands. He's not just this distant, far-off God who uh, just has all these hard expectations and rules that he wants us to follow, but he doesn't really understand the challenges and the difficulties and the emotions and the pain and the suffering. Uh, and so he gets it. He understands that you guys put your heart and soul into this thing, and he gets that you're confused. He gets that maybe you feel a little bit angry toward him or confused about him. My encouragement is to say he understands it. And so Psalm 34, this is a, a scripture I just wanted to read that kind of stuck out to me. Um it says that the eyes of the Lord, this is Psalm 34, uh, 15, it says the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So God looks with favor on, in this passage, it says the righteous. Well, who are the righteous? Uh, well, the righteous aren't those who are really good. They're, they're not sinning. They're never struggling. They're just, they're, they're walking in complete perfection. Uh, and they, they've figured out how to be completely holy. They have no more struggles anymore. That's not who the righteous are, according to the Bible. According to the Bible, it's actually the opposite. It's those who are realizing, man, I have no strength in my own. I have no righteousness. You know, I've tried to serve God. I've tried to do all these things and I'm still struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I'm not loving. I'm not pure. I'm not faithful. I'm not, you know, fill in the blank there. The righteous are those who are realizing that. And they're the poor in spirit that Jesus says are blessed and are coming to God and saying, I, I need your help right now. Like I'm confused. I'm perplexed. Uh, I've tried this thing. I'm, uh, I've given my all to it. And now uh, it's not worked out. And so I'm saying that to say the righteous here are not, don't think that the righteous are those who are uh, righteous in the sense that many might think of, that, that that means that you're walking in perfection. The righteous are those who simply believe that God is good and they know the state of their own hearts, that they're not good. And so they run to God for his mercy and help and his goodness. And so it says that the Lord, though he's near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are, who are crushed in spirit. And so I believe that many of you right now are probably feeling pretty <clears throat> uh, brokenhearted. You're, I mean, again, you've given your lives to this thing. <clears throat> and so to find out that this thing that you've given your entire lives to, maybe you've like abandoned relationships, you've left family, that to, to, to then begin to discover, maybe you're discovering some of the things we're talking about, the evidences, you know, the things like this book that Ong Song Hong wrote, where he refuted the idea of Mother God, or, or the fact that the WMSCOG has changed uh, and, and removed in three chapters of Ong Song Hong's words from the Green Book. Uh, there, there's just, there's piles upon piles, I believe, of evidence that shows that this group is just not true. No matter how convincing they might, they might uh, make it seem in their studies, in their Bible studies, it, it, what you'll find is that mostly they're getting people in those studies who don't really know the Bible themselves. And so if you come into this group, if you interact with them without having a knowledge of the Bible first, a knowledge of who God really says he is, and it's, this group is very deceptive. 
but it's not true. And when you really start to dig into the evidence, when you start to go online, although they say it's the, it's that is looking at the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's not. It's that's not it. God would want you to go online, and to test. He says, test the spirits uh, to see if they're from God. So it's your job, it's your obligation and responsibility to do what I hope many of you are doing and it's causing you to leave, that you are testing the spirits. You're testing to see, is this, is this group really from God? Yes, they might have convincing studies. They might seem to have these prophecies that are fulfilled in Hong Song Hong. But when I really dig into them, when I really think about them from an objective stance, when I really open my mind, when I really do the research, does it really hold true? Does it really show to be to be built on a solid foundation of truth? And what you will find is that no, it does not. And so I think, again, I think many of you are discovering that. And so I'm encouraging you right now to tell you that the Lord is near. He's near to the brokenhearted. So if you are one who has left this group and you're feeling brokenhearted, you're feeling crushed in spirit, um, just know that God is near to you. He's near to those people. Um, you know, the verse I read earlier that might give this sense of like uh, of fear and religious, like, like law-based thinking and fearful thinking about God, where um, it says the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Well, all of us do evil, right? Like I do evil every day. Uh, but does that mean that the Lord is against me according to this verse? Well, we gotta understand what he's saying here. What does he mean when he says the face of the Lord is against those who do evil? What he, what he means is that those who obstinately refuse him, they refuse his grace, they reject him in unbelief uh, in spite of his gracious hand that's extended offering help. And so, again, I like just to make it personal, like I do evil every day. And so what I mean by that is not that I run out and purposely purposefully do evil and, and uh, you know, hurt people and, and do violence and, and uh, you know, what, what, whatever that might look like to you. But what it means is that even with our best intentions, even when we're most fully trying to give ourselves to God and most, uh, and, and trying to run after him in, in sincerity, we still have weakness. We're still fallen human beings. So we need God's mercy every day. And so God's face though, is not against those who are, are struggling with sin and coming to him still with that. His face is against those who just never come to him. His face is against those who just run away from him, who, who deny him, who, who, who kind of set him off to the side. God, God's face isn't toward them because their face is, they, they've turned their face away from him. And so this isn't a picture of a mean, angry God. This is a picture of a loving father who loves everybody. And I think really desperately wants relationship. He wants relationship with every person, but we, we have to make that choice whether we're going to turn our face and look to our creator, look to our God in the midst of our struggles or not. And so I think my encouragement is that in the midst of this, for you guys who have left this group and you're struggling right now, you're confused and you're brokenhearted, that you would uh, be turning your face to God. Um, and so I know that might be hard. Like, what does that even mean? Like you, you maybe thought you have been turning your face to God. But I would just want to say this. There's not power in the name of Mother God. There's not power in the name of Ong Song Hong. However, I know to some that might be offensive, but that's just the truth, guys. That's the truth. There's salvation in no other name except Jesus. And I know to the WMSCOG, they might have a bunch of arguments against that to, to, to disprove what that's really saying. 
Um, that's not my point right now. I'm just, I'm just looking, if we look at the scriptures, what it tells us is that power, salvation is in Jesus. It's in who he is, what he's done. And, and I know that if in the midst of this, as you're struggling and wrestling with these things, if you are calling, call on the name of Jesus, I know you will find peace. And I know there's testimonies of people who are finding that, who are leaving the group and finding peace in the true grace of Jesus. And they're, they're realizing, they're feeling this conviction even that, man, I should not be praying in the name of mother or in the name of Aung San Hong. Uh, and they pray in the name of Jesus. And, and there is peace. Uh, Ephesians talks about how Christ, he is our peace. Uh, Jesus is the, he's, he is the living water. Uh, he's the one who gives living water. Uh, he's the one who gives us living bread. And so I'm just, yeah, I, I think about the, the last little thing I want to say here is just Luke 8, 43 through 48. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure you guys hopefully are familiar with this. But this is just one last little encouragement. And there's, I might do a couple of these videos videos because there's a couple of things I want to say. But Luke 8, uh, 48, this is the story um, of the woman who Jesus, uh, one of the women that Jesus healed. So it says, there is a woman, starting in verse 43, of Luke 8 again. There was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him, behind Jesus, and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out for me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So, yeah, this, this is something that can happen for all of us. This is something that isn't just true for this woman 2,000 years ago when she physically touched Jesus' garment and got healed. This is something that has spiritual application for every human being today, for, for, for me personally, for you personally, right now, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our, of our confusion, in the midst of our discouragement, when we feel so beaten down by our circumstances, um, and especially, again, I'm, I'm specifically thinking about you guys who have left this group and that the turmoil, the perplexity, the, the, the brokenness of heart that that's probably producing in you. Um, and I just want to say that, again, do, do what this woman did. Press through. She had to, she had to press through the crowds. Uh, and so I think there, there's all these emotions and these things that are that are pushing against us that that would want to discourage us from just reaching out and continuing to reach out toward Jesus and touch Him. But this woman, she she pressed through it and she 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 wasn't concerned with the the things that might be against her doing that. Whether it's the people there, whether it's the embarrassment that that might cause, uh, whatever it is, this woman pressed through these these this opposition, if you want to call it that, the opposition of the crowd and the circumstances and the, the discouragement of having, you know, for, for what was it, 12 years, it says in verse 43, she had, she had dealt with this stuff and she couldn't be healed by anyone. She wanted healing. 
And we all want healing. You want healing for your soul. You want healing and peace in your life. And I believe that's why so many of you joined this group in the first place. That's why so many of you joined the WMSCOGs because you really wanted to know God. And, and I think what you probably found is that this group truly couldn't bring you healing. It didn't bring healing for your soul, that you still had the same issues. You still struggled maybe with the same sins and you still, nothing really changed. Um, I think many of you would probably testify to that, that, uh, that ultimately, yeah, there might have been some outward changes. There might have been some changes in behaviors. But here's the thing. Jesus, what he produces and what God wants for us is not a modification of our outward behaviors. God is not looking to uh, get people to sign up for a set of rules and laws and regulations to modify their behavior as if that's going to save them. God knows that in our core, we're broken because of the fall of man, because of the curse, because of uh, our sin nature. And so he, he's not looking for that. Um, God's not looking for behavior modification. He wants a heart transformation. He wants something to happen like this woman experienced. There's a real possibility of actually truly touching Jesus like this woman did, who reached out and touched his garment and was healed. And I think many of you were looking for that. You wanted that when you joined this group. You wanted that touch to touch God in a, in a spiritual sense and to find healing. And I think what you're finding is when you reach out and try to touch this woman, John Gilja or Aung San Hong, or, or even you're reaching out for salvation by trying to keep the Passover and you're, that's what you're touching. You're touching, these, you're touching these regulations. You're touching these rules. You're touching these, uh, uh, these laws to, to obey and keep. I guarantee you that is not going to bring the healing and the freedom and the change of heart that God wants to give. The only thing that brings that is what this woman did. It was her faith that pressed through the opposition, that pressed through the discouragement and, and reached out and said, by faith, I believe Jesus, you are who you say you are. You are able to heal me. And so she reached out and touched him and she was healed.